Hi, this is Mr. Beefy Goodness Vance Nevada, and you are listening to WPOV Global. Hey folks, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, the gentleman Elio Canella. Good to be here. And of course, the lone wolf, Andy Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what, folks? Today, you know, uh, it's, it's around Christmas time. Um, we're not going to have probably as long as a show and are in depth of some of the stuff that we usually counter each week. Uh, we have a little bit of hot topics and some things we talk about in the beginning. Um, a lot has happened, even in just the last week, considering not a lot of wrestling has happened. And of course, we want to talk about uh, today, we're going to be looking in our deep dive in AEW is a special tribute show to Brody Lee. And uh, Brody Lee at 41 years of age has, since our last episode, has passed away. And uh, incredibly, incredibly sad in the whole wrestling community, as we saw tonight. I mean, there is no way that people were just putting on the sads or whatever that you could see tonight was almost, uh, almost raw in the sense yeah. of the way people were reacting yeah. and, and, and things. And I got to tell you some of the things we're going to go through them all. We're going to talk about the tributes. We're going to go through, just mention, you know, our reactions and our, our sites and the things we saw. Uh, some of them surprised me. Um, the most devastating one for me was one of the last few persons I realized had that close of a connection to, you know, so uh, we're going to go through that. But we're going to start, of course, uh, a bit off with our hot topics and, and those sort of things this week. Um, we're going to talk about a hot topic. And you know what? I'm going to read a message that pertained to this hot topic. And we are going to get into this hot topic. And we managed to get it onto the site this, this afternoon. We're going to go over the numbers, too, of what you, what you people uh, thought about. And boy, this is what I would call a hot topic because this is something that... Um, we had on our show it's something we've me and especially me and andy have have really kind of harped a bit about and that of course had to do with mjf and the whole skit scenario thing where him and him and jericho did a song and dance number on a wrestling show um you know everyone has their point of view me and andy were of course of the thing that that was a tiny bit harmful for the mjf character uh lots of other people were like oh no this was great this was that this and this but um, I had a question which came in late last night uh, and, of course, made me want to talk about this and get more in depth because somebody asked a very pertinent question about this. And that person happened to be A.J. Sanchez, who's been on quarantine a couple times with us. And uh, here's his message. It said, hey, guys, sorry for the late message. I was just rewatching the Heat POV podcast again. So, you know what? That means people are watching quarantine more than once. Get out and watch those episodes there again. Go. There's some fun stuff. Good job, so I, AJ. Yeah, good job. Uh, he said, it reminded me of a thought I had following the show that I didn't get to bring up. We talked about MJF and how you guys view him differently after he did the goofy stuff with Jericho. Took away some of his steam. My thought is that this show, his range, and in my mind, doesn't affect his heel persona. Question is if you're looking back on something like that with that mindset, how do you guys view Jinder Mahal? He went from a serious heel to 3MB to fire to rehire, pushed to champion, and now not on TV. Same could be said for Drew McIntyre and how you view him. Did their comedy stints affect your views of them during their subsequent pushes? Seems like the previous characters didn't matter to the WWE. Thanks for your time. 
All righty. So let's weigh in on this. And what's the best way to do this? Should we look at uh, Jinder Mahal first and then look at uh, uh, Drew McIntyre? It doesn't matter. It, it, do, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I have a very general kind of blanket kind of thought process towards this. So if you guys want to go first, it does. Mm. By all means, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, you, uh, you want to like, go ahead, Andy. You go off okay. on it because I, I got two um, different views about this. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. Um, and now I'm going to answer more directly to how AJ put it across. If, if it's how if it's how we've put it across in the past or how I've put it across, then the, there's an error somewhere in at least my communication. Okay. Um, in the sense that, like, what AJ says is valid. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it just shows like a broader range for the character. I do not disagree. Um, as far as using gender as an example, Drew McIntyre as an example, um, you could look at Isaac Yankum slash Kane as an example. You can look at Stone Cold Steve Austin doing comedy stuff with uh, Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon. Comedy's there. It's all it's all a part of the show. It's all a part of our circus. For me, and you know, when you speak to this, um, Tom, maybe this will be the same thing for you. Maybe it'll be different. It doesn't take away from the overall picture of MJF. And I think in the long run, like how we worded this hot topic as, is this going to hurt his credibility as a heel? That's mm -hmm. not how I was looking at this particular uh, segment mm -hmm. for me. And maybe some of it was because, you know, as much as we talk about hating to play fantasy booker and we have these ideas in our head, like, Oh, well, eventually, you know, or sooner than later, MJF's going to turn on uh, the inner circle and on Jericho and Jericho looks like a goof for not kind of falling for this. And why are they doing this for me? What, where I felt uh, it did damage was the, I, I love MJF as a heel to me. He was more of a heels heel. Um, you know, even tonight being a tribute show to Brody Lee, he still kind of threw some of that out there, which I absolutely loved. And I know we'll touch on it later, but just to that point, everything he had done like I said, was a heel's heel. It was done with uh, the intent to to hate him. To, you know, he was like he was doing everything in his power for you not to like him. And then he goes and does the sawing and dance with Jericho, and it was fun. It was entertaining, which is what it was meant to be. I'm not arguing that, but I just felt it took away at this particular time from his steam as a heel's heel. So that, that's my position on that. Like I said, in the long run, it's it's. I agree with AJ. It's going to show his range of character. It's no different than Drew, no different than Ginger, Ginger, Ginger. Uh, all these guys that I mentioned before, I mean, we could go on for all kinds of comedy stuff. You know, The Rock seemed to do okay. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's not that it's a, a hindrance to the heel character. It's just in the development of MJF as a heel and where he's positioned with AEW right now, to me, I would have preferred not to have seen it, at least not at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very and that's, good point. That, that's where I am with that. So I hope, okay. I hope, I hope to our listeners and, and AJ, uh, I love AJ Sanchez. You know, I don't, I don't get to talk too much other than, than when he's here. A lot of respect for AJ. So, you know, I hope that kind of clears up at least my end of, of what he was asking. Okay. Elio, do you want to weigh in your perspective of this? Okay. So um, I've seen him, Jeff, like, uh, before, like before coming to AEW, and uh, basically, uh, he AEW this uh, MJF is the same character we've seen before, 
only is surrounded by a different group of white guys, like in a circle. Um, for me, for me, I was uh, fine. Like I, I wouldn't say it hurts his character. I can see him going for a short uh, championship run. Mm-hmm. Like I was fine with the comedy because, like, like Andy said, uh, he his job, he's doing his job by making people hate him mm-hmm. with, with being a heel. I said I still hate MJF even even after watching the comedy skit. Okay. So yeah, so for me, I think uh, I think it it'll have a it's gonna be a positive effect on him. Okay. Now you know what? Uh, when I was really thinking about this, you know, I was p- putting in my head um, first of all the examples of Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre. Um, they give you a very clear idea of how the WWE can control the narrative and how sometimes they can fail to control the narrative by the effort they put into it, okay? Yes, you have these two guys. You have Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal. They did this horrible, like, let's face it, 3MB was a throwaway joke thing. That was meant for you to be a comedy guy. Yeah. And if you were t- t- if you were saddled with that, that it, that's it. Yeah. The rest of your career, your TL Hopper or whatever <laughs> other, you know, mid lower mid-card crap you're gonna get. Um, so in the in the case you know in the case of gender and, and well we'll start off with gender, you know he's saddled with this gimmick he's 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 this thrown on him and here's the thing is we've talked about this in this world you can't unsee things sometimes when you see something you may be able to forgive it but there are a million people in their minds who will always translate back to that you know so when gender does make his comeback after being away for a bit he comes back and they start to present him as a serious heel there i guarantee you there were a gazillion people who could not buy into it because they remember 3mb now the problem here for poor gender was the wwe didn't get behind him hard enough and present him hard enough to change their minds if you watched his run they started kind of quibbling a bit and then they kind of booked him as the, yeah, he's just the nasty guy who got lucky and took a belt. So in our minds, we keep equating to the fact, well, yeah, he's also the goof that was in 3MB. And that's not his fault. That's what he was given. However, he didn't get that support to help push over that image. Drew McIntyre came from exactly the same place. He, had, he was saddled with the 3MB thing. He went away. But when he came back, the WWE, they didn't stop pushing him as a kick-ass guy to erase that. They pushed him far enough that, that nobody really remembers. It's so funny. Nobody really remembers the 3MB stuff, but they remember Jinder as the 3MB, and they were at the same time. So it shows you that if a company is willing to 100% keep investing into you, you can shake those things off. Now, here's the problem we have with MJF. Uh, Andy brought up a good thing too in this point, and I never really thought about it, and it clicked in when he said it, and that's time. All right, The Rock, if you guys remember, came out. Remember, he used to come out with the goofy-looking haircut and the funny tights, and everyone pineapple was like, hairdo. Yeah, yeah, people were screaming, "Die, Rocky, die!" And uh, you know, then he he started getting sarcastic, and he was being mean, and he built his character up. And he made it to the point that when he started doing the goofy, silly stuff, he already wrote his ticket. He was already the main guy in your head. You knew that The Rock could get up there and say pie and do all sorts of stupid things. But you knew when that ended, he would kick your ass. You just knew it, you know? So here's the problem with MJF. 
very soon in his career. He's only budding now in AEW and a national audience. He does this thing. You know, this would have been great five years from now into his career because he might have made himself more of a Teflon. This, the silliness could easily slide off, just like The Rock. You know, if the beginning of the Rock's career, you said he's going to go out there and sing, uh, you know, nursery rhymes, blah, blah, blah. You'd be like, oh, my God, what a loser. But because he built himself up to something before he did that, it's easy to get past that. Now, MJF's got a bit of a, a harder road to climb here. First of all, he's not an overly big guy. So guys like the WWE, they're not going to push him as a giant monster. Not going to happen. You know, um, think of guys like he's smaller than Roddy Piper. And Roddy Piper was one of the best heels in the world. And they never made him a champion. You know, and you could say it's because he didn't want to. But the fact is they didn't make him a champion. So MJF might have put himself in a bit of a box here. You know, AEW traditionally does take on smaller guys and give them bigger roles. But the WWE does not. And if you're going in with this perception of, oh, my goodness, okay, he's worked so hard. We've heard all these things about MJF uh, at signings, how he never breaks character. Blah, blah, you know, he's always 24 hours. He's the ultimate heel. Everyone loves that. But then he does something like this. And then it does show you that, is he an actor? Is he not a wrestler? You know, that's how people get in their minds. I mean, as people who work a lot in the wrestling industry, we can say, oh, no, this, that, blah, 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 perception. But the average fan is the average fan. They don't follow it as much as us. They turn on the TV. They see MJF doing a song and dance. I guarantee you the first time he tried to do something humongous, a lot of them will remember that and go, ain't that the guy who was just singing and dancing a while ago? Like that weird dude, you know? And that's the problem here. Um, I think it does hurt his credibility with the casual fan. How it reflects on to other companies and people who make the stories and do decide the stuff, that remains to be seen. You know, the WWE can take anybody. Hey, they could take Elio and make him the, the, the world champion if they just put their, their things behind them. That's, that's the way wrestling actually works in the end, is the companies really do push and really do make the champion, at least in the, in the WWE. So for me, it just hurt his credibility with me because... I didn't think of it as it hurt it with me. Like, I don't see him. Like, yeah, that's great that he's uh, well-ranged. It's great he can do all these sort of things. That's awesome. But in my mind, I kept thinking of Joe Average Fan, who's turned this on, and then you're going to tell me two years later if they turn on wrestling and they see him as the giant monster heel, they're going to go, uh, wasn't that the guy who sung and danced with Jericho? You know, Jericho's kind of made a parody of himself already. But... He's also built enough cred behind him that he can do goofy shit. MJF has not. He's only been around, you know, in national prominence one year now. So for me, that's why I felt it was damaging to him overall in his career. I'm not saying he can't battle the back. Not can't saying he can't get over it and become the super monster bad guy or good guy. But the fact is he's dug himself a pretty deep hole at the beginning of his career. Who knows if any of the big time guys are going to let him fill that hole and climb up. So I guess that's the best way to look at this answer is, yeah, we agree with you, AJ. It shows his range. But B, I don't think a lot of fans really care about the range of a wrestler. They only judge by what they've seen. And with that floating around, kind of takes the steam out of that you're a super bad guy. So anything you guys want to add into that? No, no, it's, I said my piece, you got your piece. Yeah, I just, at the end of the day, it's 
yeah, I just go back to, I don't, to me, I don't think it's going to hurt him long term. I just didn't like it there. We do have, we do have numbers. We have some numbers. What do the fans say on this? So 57% said positive and 43% went with negative. That's what worries me. When 43% of the people say that kind of hurts you, that means in their minds, they've devalued him from that. And hopefully he can change that. Not saying he can't, but it sucks to start off with such a high number of people going, eh. Well, when you started off so high too, like to me, like, like, as I said, like, I love it. Like I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm a heels heel kind of guy. Yep. And there's, they're very rare. That's, I mean, for, you know, to toot my own horn and not that I'm on the same level, but that's what I try to do with, with the Andy Anderson character. And so like to see MJF do it, that's what I was loving. So to see that, it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, like really? Yeah. But, well, like, are we going to see you? Are we going to see you and uh, Sheik Akbar Shabazz do a <laughs> song and dance routine sometime <laughs> in PWA? We might, we might have like a, a double team donair eating contest or taco eating uh, fest or something. He will kill you in that. He will kill you in that, Andy. That guy is a walking garbage machine. You can you, eat the see, tables. Yeah, see, but you don't. Yeah, see, that's the thing. People don't know about my range of eating either. Although you know, you did eat a pizza in what, like thirty seconds last oh, week. Oh no, that? dude! I've, I've I've done my fair share. I've done my fair share. Okay, so you saying you could you could honestly credibly go with him? I I don't know. I, I you could co- credibly go in and contest him because I could we could make that happen. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Better watch your ta- was it wasn't he the taco eating champion or something last year at some yeah, restaurant? But I also, but also, I wasn't there. So yes, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Watch your ass, you Akbar Shabazz. All right, uh, we, we have might as well comment. Just, we have a comment. Oh, oh, let's hear the from, comment from Josh Sanders. That guy again. <laughs> Okay, Charles Center says he's being natural, so I can just see him getting a short run with the yeah. championship. Yeah. Of course, that guy I think Edge is cool, so. <laughs> no, I'm not Rick Serrato. I like Edge, too. <laughs> Although, you know, the funniest uh, meme I saw recently uh, was people like, uh, they had it like, Chris Jericho. Well, he's 50 years old. I mean, come on, man. You know, uh, he, it's hard to keep a shape and blah, blah, blah. And then they show a picture of Edge, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, right. And you see Edge at 50, all built with just some grizzle. And it's like, yeah, yeah, this is super hard to maintain. <laughs> Poor Jericho. Uh, okay, let's start. You know what? We're not. We're just going to do a, a one-off show. We're going to go right through into this, okay? Uh, we're not even going to do a break. You know what? Let's just do really quick plugs then, and then we'll do this break. Uh, okay. Sorry, thrown off. Folks, we are part of the WPOV Wrestling Network which has a wide range of shows that you may see on many different platforms. These platforms may be Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, TuneIn, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. Can't believe I got Podbean right. All right. You can find us on any of those uh, multiple different um, platforms. You, we also have multiple shows. This show you're listening to is, of course, Global, featuring me, Andy, and Elio, where we talk about AEW and we talk about a lot of big things that happen in the world of independent wrestling. Uh, then we go on to uh, Thursday, where, or no, sorry, th- this show appears on Fridays. Every Saturday is WPOV Wrestling, hosted by Tony Diaz, Rick Serrano III, and Elio, are you really still on that show, like, weekly? Is this a thing now? Oh, you traitorous cur. And Elio, soon to be... expanding. Elio, soon to be muted forever off global, uh, Canela. 
then we have WPOV Quarantine, our YouTube show, where uh, me, Andy, and Elio usually have on some uh, guests. We find a topic, and we get into some deep talk about professional wrestling. We talk about the ins and outs, the behind the scenes, the stories, all kinds of things, the philosophies, which is so interesting. It's a really great time, and, and uh, you can watch us. See our ugly mugs on uh on uh, the old uh, YouTube. Oh, look at that. I wish. Hey, I got these little. Okay. And uh, then we have WPOV Aftermath, uh, which is usually after each big main event, uh, like I guess after every big pay-per-view or STEM sideshow, where some iteration of the five of us will be on there, uh, breaking down the show you saw and giving our input. So, and Elio, where can people write in to make comments and whatever? That they want about the show. So you can write, you can write to us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. All right, now let's get into AW Dynamite. Let's get in today. We have a tribute show to Brody Lee, or real name John Huber, who passed away really suddenly. You know, there has been so many weird things. I'm going to say this right away. You know, in my head, you know, I too was like, oh my goodness, like how could a guy go in two months from being on a main event on dynamite? He's a big, tall dude, you know, he's muscular, he's massive. How did he descend so quick? And, and, you know, you want to think like, Oh, was it cancer? Was it all sorts of things? We, we bandied stuff around, you know Um, of course, in everyone's mind, everyone's like, is it COVID? There's all sorts of things like that. But the thing is uh, the, the, the wife uh, made a statement and she said it was just some kind of lung uh, pneumonia combination thing. And that's it. She, she was very clear to say it was no COVID thing. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, if that's true, you know, fine. I, I mean, I'm, we don't need to harass the family or whatever and stuff like that. Um, a bit of news came out today that uh, a 30-year employee of the W uh, Insider Torch uh, PW, you know that one, the uh, Wade Torch. Keller? Torch, yeah. Torch, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Wade Keller's uh, show there. He actually released uh, one of his main columnists who, after 30 years of working there, had made, uh, demanded that AEW and his wife uh, produce proof of his death. And that, Ooh, I, I, uh, I read about that. Is that, yeah. is, is that where, yeah, because there was an article or something posted and then it yeah. got taken down. That's what that was about? Yeah. Okay. Mm. And what wow. it was is he demanded more transparency from from the AEW and from the widow and uh, rightfully and I think very rightfully uh, Wade Keller let him go I mean this is the kind of thing guys like this is a serious uh, thing in people's lives I mean you know what who cares in the very end what you think of somebody's death you know do we really if it's the family doesn't want to know or if they've said it or whatever that's the way it should be it should be left alone um we don't i mean why do people want to know if it's covid so that it can be political on either side i don't really care i just care the fact that somebody died and and we're going to harass their family now you need proof what yeah Yeah. i i'm not cool with that and you know what guys very poor taste and if that's the way you think i'm glad you got lost your job for that that's that's not cool that, you know, there's got to be a, you know, you can people. I love these people who say, "Well, I'm a journalist." No, you're not a fucking journalist. Your guy works on a fucking website. None of us are journalists. We're just guys who watch wrestling and we hear rumors now and then. Yeah. You know, you don't see CBC. You don't see the the reporters, real reporters from CBC or CBS or NBC, uh, digging into crap like this because they know better. 
So that's, I'm not even going to get into that. Let's get into, uh, into Dynamite tonight. Now, it was a tribute show. And boy, I remember I, start, I turned this on and it's like I'm two minutes in the show. Andy texts me. He's like, man, I don't know. I'm tearing up, man. This is a tough, <laughs> this is going to be a tough watch. I mean, this is two minutes yeah. in. And whoa, you are not kidding, man. There was a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in here, and we're gonna go and we're gonna pull out some of the fun stuff in it. We're gonna talk about some of the a lot of the highs. We're not gonna talk about anything negative tonight. I don't think it needs to be done. We've had the negative part talking about the the, the reporter. Uh, let's let's talk about a celebration of a man's life. Uh, we start off our hosts, of course, Jim Ross, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Chris Jericho. And I gotta say, guys, Chris Jericho once again really loving him on the mic tonight Uh, not just even for the jokes i mean sometimes some of the things he was pulling out were like interesting when he was like explaining why a move was working or why something worked and then jim ross would throw out something he'd go wow i didn't even know that yeah i i I really enjoyed some of that and of course the fun stuff he he had like you know he always does that too even when he was uh having his guys out there wrestling he never goes full heel on uh, the guys they're against and just suck up to his guys. He kind of does it in a way where it's a tiny bit, but he's also giving dues to people. Yeah. And I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, I guess thumbs up on the Chris Jericho guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, def- oh definitely. Definitely. All right. Uh, first match, we come out to uh, Matt Hardy and the private party taking on the young bucks and Colt Cabana. Uh, anything cool you want to pull out of this one, uh, Andy? Before we go to the match, can we back yep. up just a bit? Just because mm-hmm. for the way I kind of was doing it here, um, yep. for the actual start of the show, they did the 10 bell salute. They oh, had the okay. entire roster yep. out there. I like um, that. I, I love it. And this is something where, uh, just because we've talked about, you know, some things that were on the internet, um, was it Brian My? Is that his real name? Brian Meyer? Yeah, Brian Meyer. Yeah, Brian Kurt Hawkins? Yep. Yeah. Kurt, or, yeah. Um, you know, he, he was criticizing WWE, saying they should have done more and whatnot. Mm-hmm for my position and again this you know arbitrary doesn't matter i disagreed i think what wwe did was great they they did the acknowledgement uh you know they had some of the guys during the show they had some of the, the you know they had uh, uh what's his name todd phillips or whatever do a yeah 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 we saw the discus clothesline all that stuff yeah. that was there for aew and i guess maybe i could be saying this at the end of our kind of review here but um mm-hmm. for someone that was a member of the current roster this was the way it yeah. should have been done yeah. and you know so to have them have the 10 bell salute with the entire roster out there uh that was awesome uh that was followed up by john moxley having his tribute mm-hmm. which awesome and i mean it's and here we go i'm already starting to kind of well up yeah. um it's it's awesome to hear uh you know so much about the man about the father the husband mm-hmm. uh the friend so it was you know off to a great start and that's why two minutes in just as i'm doing right now yeah. i texted you going i might have to wear sunglasses when we do our uh yeah our show tonight so <laughs> but uh yeah so that was good uh the first match like you said uh matt hardy and private party um against uh with the young bucks cole cabana i loved it i thought it was an awesome match it was a lot of fun uh it was great to see uh cole cabana appeared to kind of be highlighted here uh, you know kind of let him go and have some fun uh Chris he looked Jericho. really sad didn't he not when he came oh home, like he, he was yeah, like... he, yeah yeah um chris jericho for us canadians and hockey fans doing a boom boom jeffrey on uh <laughs> shout out 
So I think uh, to which Jr. goes, he was a goalie, wasn't he? Which yeah, he, wasn't, he was a great so goalie. Was, no, he said he was yeah. a great goalie. <laughs> yeah, which he wasn't. So that was just was, was beautiful. But uh, uh, a fun match, and, and just you know a great great start mm-hmm. to the the show. Every, everybody did well here, and you could tell. And this is what I kind of noticed. I think through just about everything through all the matches tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not to say that these guys and girls don't do it on a regular basis, but there just seemed to be, everybody seemed to have stepped up their, their game a notch tonight. And there was just that much, much more genuine emotion, which, Very much. To, which to me just translated, which I felt, uh, and again, you know, I mean, with the emotion, a lot of it's like the, 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 the sadness and, and whatnot. And it just, uh, no, it was, it was good. It was a good start to the show. Okay. Anything that you pulled out of there? Uh, uh, Sue's just a fun match. I like how they uh, highlighted a cold banner during throughout the whole match. It was just mm-hmm. that's what I got from it. Just a fun match. Everyone okay. did really well. Uh, th- things I pulled out of this match: um, the private party. Uh, well, the, the what's the, the one who wears the, used to wear the tails? Uh, Mark, Mark, Quinn. Mark Quinn. Yeah. I like him not wearing the tails. It's a better look for him. I know, yeah, he looks thinner, but you know what? It doesn't look silly. It makes him it has a little bit tougher well, look to him. The tail just gets like in the way during the match. So like yeah. when, he does, when he does those flips through the ropes or over the top. Yeah. 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 Uh Cole Cabana looking great in here. Yeah. Uh I don't know what the move's called. I think he's the only one who does it, but I like the move where he's on the top rope and then he just Drops down and lets the guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah. Love that move. Uh, never know what to think of the Superman pin. It's, it's just so. I like goofy. that. I, I it's, it's just, just yeah. so simple and smooth. I love yeah. this kind of little float yeah, he, over. I love it. He does it so smooth, though. I mean, yeah. come on, that I've never seen anyone do it that smooth, and he, he looked good in there tonight. Um, the young bucks looking good. Uh, always props to Nick Jackson for he does that whole like series of things where it's nonstop where he's like, boom, 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 backflip to the next guy. Yeah. Uh, that's great. I, I, you can't fault him on that. Um, the, uh, and Matt Hardy, I mean, they kind of made him like a monster tonight. He was just out there <laughs> slapping the crap out of people, throwing them over things, you know, like uh, it's nice to see him not look old and tired. He, he looked motivated and he looked pretty good in there tonight. I guess. Yeah. This whole match was a really fun match. Very emotional. Um, enjoyed it a lot. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a fun time there. Uh, then the ending, uh, the good old The Acclaimed. <laughs> come out and luckily they didn't even get a chance to rap because yeah. scu comes out hucks them in there and then they take their beatings setting up of course a match next week uh with uh, yeah yeah and match um i don't not sure what to say about the acclaimed yet and uh, so does that mean the acclaimed is in there with and i missed it it's just blown my mind for a sec is it acclaimed with private party no, it was it's acclaimed in uh, the hybrid or the TH2 or whatever. That's who oh, the oh, is that, is that that's what it is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember who it was. I was just like, wait, was it a? <laughs> it's kind of soon to yeah, put those no, guys no, no, together. No. But no. Uh, okay, interesting. Um, then we come to uh, Darby Allen, and I'm not even going to make the turtles joke because this was a nice serious yeah. uh, thing, and uh, I enjoyed what he said. Best best promo he's done yet for AEW. Yeah. Very much so, very much so, and more serious. And yeah. uh, next we have Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and the rest of the Dark Order come out with Lance Archer dressed like uh, Luke, Luke Harper. Harper. Yep. Yes, awesome. yes. Love it. And, and because he's got that height and whatever, 
he yeah. totally it totally it, looked like it him. suited him it suited yeah. him well yeah look at and it first it, it took me a minute too when he came out i was like why, why does he seem different to me? yeah <laughs> like, oh wait a second <laughs> I, I caught it, yeah <laughs> um this was an interesting match um eddie kingston comes out and pulls a heel thing right away which surprised Loved me it. You know, uh, but then later on we'll find out that maybe he's not such a bad <laughs> but uh I loved in the beginning, the, the start of this match, when Eddie Kingston goes to get checked by the ref and Udo just runs over and kicks him. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Laughed so hard at that. Um, I, you know, I hate to say it, but I kind of miss seeing Stu Grayson and Evil Uno on uh, Dark. Because when those guys are in there, man, they have some good moves. They have some good wrestling and not just spot, spot, spot. They, uh, they have some good storytelling. They're, they're, you know, I guess we were just so annoyed at them in the beginning with the how the dark order was. Well, the, the, the way they were, the way they were just presented out of nowhere, like with all of yeah. these creepers all around them, it's like, well, who are these guys? Like, yeah. Once again, like, it's that whole thing what Andy yeah. was talking about is you, you need time before you can like when you throw something out. If you walk around say, like, "I'm a tough guy, I'm a tough guy, I'm a tough guy," right off the bat, everyone knows you're not tough. You're going to probably take a shot in the face, and you're not so tough. Yeah. But if you can work your way to see that people say you're tough, that's a whole different thing. So I've learned to enjoy watching. And, and I, Evil Uno was the one that was the harder one for me. Like Grayson always had that amazing ability. Uh, but now it seems like Uno has really upped his game, lost some weight. He's really moving in there well. Uh, we talked about that move. There was a tremendous move that uh, Grayson did, like this kind of running thing over the – he runs, leaps over the turnbuckle and rams down. Was it uh, – must have been Blade's face into the. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was Blade. Yeah. Okay. And I think even Jericho on commentary. Like, yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Like, yeah you said no, that I... you've never seen that before, and you've yeah. been around to a lot of places. And 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 it was. And I mean, and it looked good. It looked smooth. Like you know, kudos to uh, to to Blade there for taking it well too. Like you know. Now there was. There was a sequence in there where they were starting to do a whole bunch of off the top ropes where like uh, uh, Grayson and uh, Uno and Arch where they're setting up for Arch and they're doing all this yeah. stuff. My wife looks over and she grabs my son. She's like, Tommy, you do not do this at home. You do not do that. You don't try and do these things. And I turned to her and I said, don't worry. If you want to learn in a couple of years, I'll get Nazar and Andy to teach you that stuff. And he, he first thing he says, he goes, Andy's going to teach me that? And I go, oh, well, Andy will be way too no. old by then, but he'll yeah. teach you how to be mean and say things to people. And yeah. Nazar will teach you how to do the other stuff. Pick the bottom rope. <laughs> yeah. So it was pretty funny because it was very un, it was very unstaged. She just like looked at it. She's like, oh, my God. Because he was like, whoa. He, he was raped. <laughs> She's like, no, no. You do not try yeah, this stuff yeah. at home, Tommy. <laughs> And kids, yes, do not try wrestling stuff at home. It looks cool, but this is a good way to get your neck broken or something hurt. So, but yes, uh, lots of cool stuff in here. I really thought Blade, okay, Butcher, uh, he looks great with his like he's lost some weight, but man, yeah. I'm hating his his trunks are like <laughs> now. Well, now it's even worse. This week he looked like he's doing the Yokozuna dress, like he's a skinny That's Yokozuna. Right, he's got the sash around the thing, yeah, and then, I'm like. <laughs> Stick with the Capris, man. But uh, everyone looked good here. Lance Archer, great tribute. Uh, didn't seem like I saw him a lot in the matches I would have thought. It, what was that crazy thing he did? Walked on uh, the he, he, he did the he walk did, on the ropes. He did, yeah, and, he did that Undertaker. Uh, and then he yeah. flipped. Yeah. He did a backflip. 
<laughs> this guy's like six foot seven. Yeah. Oh, Andy, anything you want to throw in this match? Right? Uh, no, like I said, uh, or as I said prior to the other match, and same thing here. Great match, lots of fun. Uh, I appreciated the Harper tribute by Archer there at the start. Uh, also, Archer, I mean, uh, you know, for me, I'm not big on the big guys doing a lot of the high flying crazy stuff. Uh, I did pop for for Archer doing doing that. I think there's a couple other things in there too. And you know what? Like I said, on a show like this, like tonight, it's it was cool. Like I'm yeah, you know, it, it was it was all good. not that those are Luke Harper moves by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, it was yeah. it was still fun to see. Um, what one other little note that I made here because mm -hmm. if people go back and watch if they watch or listen to our WPOV Global Year End Awards uh -huh. uh, show that we recently did, uh, I think one of the things. One of our guest co-hosts, I can't remember if it was Josh or Clay, uh, one of them mentioned about uh, putting the Eddie comparisons in the book. How? Oh uh, yes, I know. Oh you're yeah, that was yes. Clay. That was and, Clay. Yeah, saying how like you know like they're comparing Sammy Guevara and other guys to oh like a young Eddie Guerrero, and I want to put these uh, Eddie comparisons in the book. Today, there's a pass because uh, I think it was Jericho made the comparison to Eddie saying like one of the most universally well-loved guys Brody Lee was outside of uh, Eddie Guerrero and, and there Owen, was one Hart. Owen Hart and Owen Hart yes Owen Hart and Eddie Guerrero uh, to put Brody Lee in the same company man that's a hell of a compliment yes yes so and that I, was very cool I thought you were going to actually refer to what happened into the later match uh, as which was more I don't think he would have had a problem Clay with what you just said I think what we're talking about is later what you saw Sammy Guevara and uh, Ortiz doing outside of the ring later on. I okay. want to talk about that in okay. their match. Okay. Um, but uh, yes, uh, great yeah. company. I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, Owen Hart, no one has ever said anything bad about Owen Hart. They say, well, maybe he got a little carried away with some of the horrible tricks he played. <laughs> the ribs, yeah. But yeah. it was never malicious. And, uh, and Eddie Guerrero was totally loved by everybody. I mean, you know, so yeah, and you were just, you know, it's, it, this is what makes this even harder is the fact that uh, Brody Lee didn't get even a, enough chance to be seen enough in the last yeah. year, you know, so this might, some of this is, uh, there's got to be fans who are casual fans watching this and going, wow, they're really broken up about this dude because they didn't get to see enough of what he really was backstage. And, and it's pretty evident by the wrestlers reactions that this was a very big thing for them in their hearts. It was heartbreaking. So, yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, next we go into, uh, okay, so, yeah, uh, Lance Archer, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson take the, the win. Yep. Um, we get a, a video of uh, people talking about Brody. Uh, yep, video tribute. Wrestlers. Was, it was a nice thing. We come back to Adam Page. Uh, he comes out, uh, brings out John Silver, course uh, right now i know andy's popping and uh, alex reynolds and first of all john silver looked ridiculous wearing he was like a miniature version <laughs> oh my god yeah he honestly he looked like, like a midget <laughs> like mini mini brody mini brody lee and another thing i want to say right now is um i want to see more of alex reynolds too i mean they don't show a lot of him. man he really does some good stuff when he's in there but they're, they're, um, they're, they're tag team. They should show more of him. They should they focus more on John Silver. They should show both of them equal. 
well, it's because I think, you know, like, let's face it, John Silver grabbed everyone's imagination. Out yeah. Of yeah. I think Alex just needs to step up and be something a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I want to see more of that guy. Um, to be honest, Adam Page kind of seemed like the lesser of this team in this setting because it was obviously, I mean, come on, John Silver went ape in there, man. He was. They let him go. And it was oh, awesome. He, he was all yeah. over the ring. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Uh, that crazy move where he did like uh, he flipped over for a monkey flip and then flipped over, grabbed him by grabbed uh, MJF yeah. by his ankles and brought him down into a pile driver. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about that, of course, is MJF got up like three seconds later and was back yeah, in yeah. the match. But uh, there was, you know, uh, Santana and Ortiz. Ortiz is looking cooler. He's finally getting that look. I'm liking that kind of look in him than the goofy. Yeah, I like I like how he's like com- completely gone away from the whole yeah uh, comedy stuff. Yeah, and uh, I don't know MJF. At first, I know Andy, you loved it. My first thought when he went out and he was berating uh, uh-huh. Lee's son, yeah. I was like, "Really? This is yeah. a tribute. Do we need to do this crap?" I was, kind of, but it worked up with the old kendo shot to MJF. So yeah, you knew that was the payback was going to come. Yeah, that was my first thought when he went out. He started like talking out to like Brody yeah. Lee's son, and like, "Oh no, not not, not tonight, not on tonight's show." But then, uh, <laughs> when except Brody, for Andy, when, Andy, when it, whose heart was five three sizes too small that day, went, <laughs> "Yes." Yes, yeah. give that kid the shit. His dad's but, dead, and now no. But, but, <laughs> but but when he got that Kendo shit, when they Kendo stick shot that, yeah. I was like, I was like, ah, I lost it because I was hilarious the oh. way he went down. How about you, Eddie? Is there anything you picked out of that match that you want to highlight? No, again, uh, just continues on. And uh, all I wrote beside that, uh, what did I hear? Uh, let's see here, uh, the throwing of the papers at the start there. All of them doing it, you know, we yep. talked about that as part of yep. a BTE. Uh, that was great. Even the way Paige did it, kind of like they kind of did a little bit of a spot before he did it. That was awesome. Uh, I love the fact that John Silver got a chance to shine. Uh, awesome. And then the only other thing I wrote here was loved it. And um, I also love the ending. Uh, we're seeing Eric Rowan. Yeah, I was going to get, yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Uh, stealing my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Elio thinks he's at POV wrestling. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, the, the MJF thing, you know, and when we talked, which kind of fits in here because we talked about, you know, with the heel stuff earlier. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, obviously if he's doing anything, you know, this is all cleared beforehand. You know, yeah. it's all cool. You know, and I mean, to some, you know, I'm, I'm about to say, uh, nothing in bad taste. And there might be people out there. I mean, I know you kind of made the joke about it, but there might be people out there that may be genuinely offended that they did do that, like that he did yeah. mess with the kid. That's fine. If that's, you know, that's how you feel. I'm, that's cool. I'm not knocking it. I'm whatever you're, that's your opinion. That's what our shows are about, right? Point of view opinions. Yeah. Uh, but me, uh, I loved it twofold as a heels heel. I love the fact that he, I mean, even the acclaimed kind of touched on it before they got cut off. Mm-hmm. Cause even they kind of like, Hey, you know, before things are all positive, but we're going to bring things down or something like that. And then SCU cut him off. So that was yeah. cool. Uh, this particular instance here, right from the get go, seeing it, I popped for MJF doing the heel stuff. And I already knew, you know, the, the comeuppance was going to come that, uh, you know, the analogy I like to use of the dragon and the dragon slayer. And we knew that uh, minus one Brody Lee jr was going to get a little something 
And uh, so that was just a fun thing for, for the kid. And it allowed MJF to kind of stick with the character. All right. So I, I loved it. And then, yeah, the, the Eric Rowan thing at the end, Eric Redbeard. It's funny because I think Jericho said Eric Rowan two or three times. And yeah. the other guys were kept going, Redbeard, Redbeard, Redbeard. Yeah. <laughs> We can't say that. Okay, it's like, it's the like they're, just, they're trying to do like the safe uh, the safe word or something. Yeah. It's like ice cream, ice cream, <laughs> red beard, red beard. But um, that was that was awesome to see him. Just because again, like you know, even if that was just a one off because of the the tribute show, yeah. it was awesome to see. I'm glad they did it. Yeah, and, and you know what's kind of really funny too is. Uh, when he got in there and he's standing next to everybody in, in like and, and at, at Adam Page, he's freaking massive. I didn't realize how big that dude was. In the WWE, you don't get that sense of it. And then he comes no. in there and he's like towering over everybody. Yes. Like, I was like, oh my lord, they're probably going to sign this dude. I would think if they could. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The so uh, the um, the running by Rowan, awesome. Uh, he had a nice, cool sign, which I thought was neat because it was a tribute, fitting tribute that you, we could at any time see and not be rushed through so yeah. you know that was pretty nice uh anything you want to throw in there leo i know i was that was uh see it was a rematch and uh the ending and then okay. uh the whole mjf thing mm. i already now, already threw mine in okay now you know i just said that andy's heart was five times smaller well it grew five times bigger oh. because <laughs> oh. because eddie came out eddie kingston and did his tribute and for me, it really was one of the ones that really hit me the most. It was, man, that guy's well-spoken yeah. in anything. Yes. But uh, talking, just even stuff, you know, uh, saying how, you know, uh, Brody believed in him even when he didn't believe in himself. And very touching, uh, talking about him being a father and stuff. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure Andy's heart grew six times that day. And he might have a <laughs> congenital heart defect now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I get teared up. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yes. Okay. Anna Jay and Taya Conte versus Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. Um, possibly the, the weaker of all the matches out here, but blank, still yeah. not still not horrible. There was some fun stuff in it. Uh, I was saying to these guys, I'm impressed with Anna Jay and the fact that she really is only – we're just seeing that now because – if you guys go back and watch this match, she was all over the thing. She was like, and I don't mean in a bad way. She was like controlling a lot of that match. Yep. I would have expected Britt Baker to be the one to hold it together. And I would yeah. say Conti probably held it together a lot better. And, uh, I, but you know, props also to Britt Baker. She, uh, she looked solid in there. She did some funny stuff. Uh, Penelope Ford, you know, she saved a horrible move by Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I wonder if the debate is, is Rebel really that bad or is she still playing the, the person who is the bad wrestler? Is this meta? Are we... I don't know. I, I don't even remember like her matches from Impact. So I don't really know if she's just playing or if she's really that bad. Yeah, I don't know. But wow. If it, for, we're not going to go too much into it, folks. But just watch that match and watch what Rebel does trying to move Takati around and ask yourself: Is <laughs> she pretending to, to be that bad, or is she just really that bad? Um, and I, I said the funniest thing to uh, to Andy, and he just laughed out loud as I said, uh, "I find it funny that Anna Jay and Takati are so pretty. They're too pretty to actually be wrestlers." <laughs> 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 and I'm not saying that there aren't wrestlers who are pretty. I just, I mean, 
the whole physical state of wrestling lends you to sometimes happen to be a little tougher or a little not so dainty. And those two girls li really look like the pretty girls in high school that are now wrestling and beating you up. So that kind of confuses <laughs> me. It very much confuses me. Andy, anything you want to throw in this? Uh, uh, no, match? I mean, I, I know there was a few spots there, uh, Rebels thing aside. Like I said, I think I told you too. I said at this point, I mean, I'm I'm watching the show with uh, some pretty rose-colored glasses. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's you know, it was what it was. It was nice to see uh, Britt at the end do the, the short little promo, kind of get the the big rig uh, mm -hmm. name drop yes. in there, which was was sweet. And then of course that brought in Thunder Rosa, so you know that kind of uh, helped uh, you know kind of add to their thing. So yeah. that was you know overall. It, it, you know, it was it was all right. It was all right. So, I find it weird that uh, Thunder Rosa just lives her normal life with half her face painted. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> you know, most most women walk around in makeup. She just wears a little more than others. Yeah, <laughs> you think? <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so uh, next we get uh, we get Jericho talking about Brody Lee, mm -hmm. uh, and then. Now, this is funny because, you know, sometimes I, this is sometimes I hate the failure of AEW uh, sometimes, and this is their production stuff I just want to get on. And I forgot to mention this on the last part. Now, Andy had brought up how we, we talked about the papers, right? But let's face it, if I hadn't told these guys about it, and no, if you're watching the show and you've never seen BTE, you're wondering why in the hell are these guys hitting people with papers? Wait and a I second, think, wait a second, wait a second. What's BTE? <laughs> exactly. No, seriously, because I mean, there's people that are listening. That's why I'm asking. Okay. Oh, I know. Okay, no, go no. ahead, Elliot. Yeah. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Oh, I'm what just is, saying, what is I, I know. Okay, well, oh, okay. BT is a sort of it's a show dropped every Monday on YouTube for free. Uh, it's a production show done by the Young Bucks, and uh, it's sort of an insider, goofy, fun thing. It's there's no real matches on there. Well, they've had some matches, but a lot of it's character development to the, the nth degree. And uh, I was exposed to it recently when I like, I have mentioned it before, but I haven't watched in a while, but uh, they did a tribute show of Brody Lee on it. And so I started watching it and then it was the whole story. They showed many, many clips where Brody had a roll of papers and would hit people. And it was like, he was hitting them with baseball bats. Now, the problem I have here is BTE only gets like, you know, probably under a hundred thousand viewers, I would think. And, you know, we're looking at AEW, which is servicing over eight, you know, 800,000 weekly. So I don't like the fact, I love the fact that they had the reference, but I hated the fact they didn't give us any reason to understand that reference. Why couldn't they have taken a few seconds of showing us uh, Brody Lee and the BTE thing? That it was funny. It brought the characters. I mean, after watching that, um, like I said, I haven't seen Brody Lee very much this year. So, you know, when he was, I was sad, but I was like, well, he really wasn't around a lot either. You know, he only came in for March. He missed the last two months. That puts him at maybe six months and even then, you know, but just watching that, I got the feeling of this character more. It made a lot of sense and the humor and the whatnot. So I couldn't see why they didn't just take like two minutes, minute and a half and show us a clip of that, show us a bit of the things. And then the paper stuff would have went way up. You know, everyone would have got it, you know? So that kind of made me sad, but it also made me sad too uh, that when we saw the original lineup for the show, we saw all the matches come up. And the first thing um, Andy says to me is like, I get it, but I don't understand the main event. Like, this seems like a very weird pairing. 
well, this is the failure of AEW because they told us during the show what why it was set up. Yeah. Yet they did all the advertisements without explaining any of it. And I thought it could be a lot. Once again, had they had some kind of explanation or foreshadowing of that, boy, that would have even been better. It's just adding stuff. It's how you really promote things out there. So, you know, we get this match where we have, um, we later find out it's the Brody Lee Jr. six-man dream match. Yeah. And it has Brody's three favorite wrestlers against Team Taz. Now, before we knew that, we were kind of like, okay, what an odd pairing. Yeah. Cody, Orange Cassidy, and 10. <laughs> okay. So, but, but being told that this was Brody Lee Jr.'s uh, three favorite wrestlers in there against Team Taz really kind of enriched that thing. But boy, wouldn't it have been a great way to hype that earlier? Yeah. Just yeah. saying. All right. Uh, I'm going to let you talk about this one, Andy. You want to talk about the main event a bit? Uh, I don't have too, too much. Actually, you know what? Let me go back. And I should have caught this before when you started oh, talking. Sorry. I got a little distracted. No uh, before the match, though, we had the Jericho tribute. Because oh. Jericho had his... Oh, uh... So you froze right up on my screen. I don't know if you froze oh. up on everyone else. Can you just start that again? No, okay. Uh, I was just thinking because I was momentarily Sorry. distracted so as you started talking, but uh, we missed yeah. the Jericho tribute. Oh, no, I did say, I mentioned it. I didn't say it. Did you? Know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I just, it was did just you that. you get out of it? That's... Uh, you know, and we, we talk, we, we all know how good Chris Jericho is. You know, we, we can knock some, you know, we can mm-hmm. give him some knocks for some things here and there. Uh, but, you know, as evident, even tonight by the commentary, great speaker, the, the tribute, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, as an animal lover, I think anybody, you know, that can appreciate where he kind of told the, the dog story with Oakley, his dog, you know, for a dog that doesn't mm-hmm. like people that immediately... You know, came came to uh, to Brody and, and kind of liked him. This may not seem like much. I just thought it was a sweet touch, so I, I enjoyed that. And that was just to me was something worth pointing out. Um, this match overall, it, you know, to me, it was one of those things. There was no doubt who was going to do the pin, who was going to get the win. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of fun to see. I think Team Taz. You know, it's nobody likes Team Taz, so they're good heels to put in the main. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. put it, to put it in the main event against kind of the odd couple, right? Taz hates Team Taz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought, you know, Ricky Starks to me again, I think he's he's the uh, the jewel of that team. Um, Cody, you know, Cody was good. Every, like Even like Orange Cassidy, like, I mean, you know, he was limited in what he did, which to me, you know, and I'm, and I'm trying to be positive on everything, I thought was good. There was There was just enough Orange Cassidy in there. Um, that was good, and no, I'm just gonna keep saying it. it's good, it's good, it's good. Advanced it Nevada, good. it was good, yes. The so, and this is for some of our Canadian, uh, viewers, the wrestler, Advanced Nevada, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, okay, no, what is Ten's name? It's Preston, is it Preston, uh, Vance? Preston, Preston, Vance. Preston, Vance. Preston, Vance, okay, yeah. So, so for our Canadian viewers, listeners, uh, this may already be common knowledge for the American, and this is there's a more of a tie here for me personally too uh for our american viewers or those that may not know uh chris jericho i mean you know, we kind of talked about earlier dropping hockey players uh names and whatnot and all kinds of stuff and after this match uh he talks about preston vance and he kind of does a, a flub up and says what was this guy's name like vance nevada uh, <laughs> and i immediately popped so uh 
for those yeah. that do not know, by way of introduction, uh, Vance Nevada is a wrestler up here in Canada. Uh, he has been in the ring since I want to say 1992, so you know, close to close to a 30 30 year veteran of the sport. Uh, he was also the man that uh, brought me into the professional wrestling business. So if you want a reason to hate Vance Nevada, that could be one right there. Uh, but it was great to to hear just you know. Just a mention, because obviously, if if, he, if Chris Jericho is saying the name Vance Nevada, uh, you know Vance is in his mind enough that he can throw that out there on uh, national TV. So it was very cool to see. I immediately messaged Vance, uh, saying, "Hey, you just got mentioned," because I wasn't sure if he'd be watching or not. And then uh, several minutes later, you got a similar one too, because I know you did the same thing. Yeah. He, he got you. Know, my phone is blowing up. So uh, yeah. it was very cool. And actually, and we've had Vance on our show on our. I was going to uh, say he's been on before. quarantine at least yeah. twice. <laughs> yeah. Not on, not on global. So yeah. So uh, that's uh, there's oh, Vance. We did interview him though. Didn't we, Elio? Did we not interview yeah, yeah, Vance? Yeah, 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 last year on global. Okay. Okay. So yeah. you did. Inter- okay. So there you go. Yeah. So for those not in the know that uh, haven't followed uh, our shows long enough. Uh, yeah. There you go. So that was, it was cool to get the, the, the Vance Nevada nod there too. Okay. Um, I got to say, you know what? Ricky Stark's looking really good as usual. Um, holy crap. Why can't Brian Cage wrestle like this normally? This is the first night he looked like a credible big wrestler. I'm like, why aren't we seeing this? You know, we see him run around, coward a lot. We see him not do stuff. We, tonight, he did some really good wrestling. And I'm like, wow, you know what? I could get behind this guy if he just was presented a little bit more like this. And, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, he can sneer. I'll give him that. That guy can sneer. Uh, he did one thing, though, that was pretty powerful. Uh, he did some move where he just, like, spun somebody around so many times before he power slammed him down. I was, like, the first time he got in there, uh, who did he grab? Uh, I think it was 10. And he just, like, picked him up, and he, he literally spun around, like, four or five times before he came down with the power slam. I'm like, Ooh, that guy's got some strength. If he could carry a guy that much for that long, I'll give him that. Uh, really got to work on that sneer, though, dude. <laughs> Just a walking <laughs> sneer. Okay, you remind me of those Halloween uh, Frankenstein's with the sneer. Uh, I can't, you know, I'll, I'll forever see that, and I like that. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this stuff. Like, see what I see, MJF? Things stick uh, in your mind. <laughs> so, uh, Elio, did you like the main event? Yeah, it was fun with the main event. It was. Uh, this is the best I've seen from Brian Cage. Uh, the camera with the close-up on uh, Hobbs's face when he did that sneer. <laughs> like, <laughs> he constantly does that sneer. Uh, yeah, but like it was like more noticeable yeah. with this this time. <laughs> true that. True that. Um, yeah. So you know what? You're right. Every one of these matches tonight, it was pretty much not. There was no doubt of who was going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which struck me is you could see how some people were so um, rawly affected, but man, the Dark Order guys really, really oh, yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, so obviously working with him a lot. Um, like even in this one, Ten was having a hard time. You know, yeah. like uh, doing stuff. And uh, so we're gonna end the. Sh- well, we got the big tribute here. Uh, let's talk about that first. And then I had just some questions I wanted to ask you did, guys. Did, wait, 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 wait. Did you want to bring up about mo- post-match? What happened? I was just going to say that. Okay. I said, I'm me. going to say that first and then we'll do questions. Okay. I misunderstood yeah. how you were saying that. Okay. Good, yeah, good, sorry. Good. So, of course, there was the obligatory beatdown. <laughs> uh, uh, and then 
I like turtles and uh, uh, dinosaur sting come out. Hey, he dyed his hair. He doesn't look so freaking old now. Did you notice his hair is all dark? Oh, yeah. Was it? Yeah. He I thought it was just the black. lights and then there was no, like the, 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 the actually, snow. I wasn't okay. No, yeah, he actually got it. And I'm surprised that none of the announcers look over and see the snow thing and think, wow, I wonder if Sting's coming out. So. But anyways, reality and wrestling, you don't always mix. But so they come out and once again, Team Taz slither off into the night. <laughs> you know what? No, don't be harsh on Team Taz because at least okay. tonight you had multiple guys in the ring. Plus you yeah. had two more, including a guy with a skateboard and including a bat. It's one thing when they're slinking off from just two guys, one with a baseball bat and one with a skateboard. But when you had like three or four guys in there, plus those guys, they were outmatched. Okay. Out and I'm going to counter that. I'm going to counter that with saying all five said guys had three guys down beaten the crap out of, and they jumped out of the ring when an old guy with a baseball bat and a guy with a skateboard come sauntering to the ring. They were out of there before those dudes were even out of the ring. They were on the stage. See, but probably See, they what, they've heard, the advantage. what they heard, because what I heard from my inside sources is, Winter is that, coming. that baseball bat and that skateboard, those were actually like made out of metal. Oh and they were just Lord. painted to look like a bat, painted to look like a skateboard. So if things, if those things would have connected, if those would have hit them, mm-hmm. man, oh man, that's why you'd be running too if, if you saw the same thing happening. And I heard that there are three more objects out there. And if you combine them, they form a robot that will fight to the that's death cool for anyone who activates it. Wait, do you have the Wait, same inside show. sources? Do you have the same inside source as me? Yeah, I think it, I thought we were each other's inside source. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. Ah! Anyways, moving on, folks. We digress. <laughs> As for huge, then we get a very touching, and this part was, uh, whoa, there's so much touching things, but uh, this was something, and and then it occurred to me at first, like you know, you know, we saw like um, Brody Lee's son wearing the mask all the time, and you're thinking, what a great tribute. Then it occurred to me, he's probably wearing that because he's crying a lot. You know, like that's probably Maybe. the best reason that, you know, you know, to keep it on like that's any kid would not want their face out there. I know my son is like he would want something over his face. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, and it took me a second. I actually I watched it and then I replayed it for my wife because she went upstairs to do something. And then it occurred to me who the ring announcer was. It took me at first. I didn't realize who that was. I was like, why aren't they using Justin Roberts? This guy's not a very good ring announcer. It's because it was Tony Khan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even pick up on that. That was, yeah. that, was, that was Tony Khan. Yeah, it took me a while too, Eddie. At oh, first, no, at like, the end there? At the end? Yeah. You, oh, yeah. no, I knew, I knew that was Tony Khan. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. At first, oh, I was like, who's oh, yeah. this goofy oh. guy with the bad haircut? Yeah, like, no, no, then, no. I knew who that was, yeah. Okay, so they do this thing. Um, they do a special tribute. Cody looked... Wow, he looked like he was going to cry, and he was really fighting back not to. Uh, he just said some really great stuff. He brings out the family. Um, you know, they uh, they bring out the boots, which is a big thing for yep. years for wrestlers. You know, retiring the boots, uh, extra saddles. Boots and the bandana. Dead. Yeah, and the bandana, of course, because he always carried one in the back pocket. Yeah. Um, they do that, and then they present uh, the TNT belt uh, to to Brody Lee Jr. and uh, they mentioned his father, which was cute too, because even you know Cody was he's like uh, Tony's like, you know the bet all time, uh, you know pardon me for saying, yeah. no, <laughs> no, no disrespect, yeah, yeah, and uh, just a really great thing. It was nice to see. I guess for me, I like that sort of stuff because it's like there's no more egos. You know, there could be people who'd be like, well, yeah, well, I really am the best champion. You know, trying yeah. to keep up that kind of thing. On none of that tonight. You know, everybody really. Um, Stripped the egos away and just had a touching thing. I I don't recognize the song they played 
No, was, I didn't either. It was a nice yeah, song. And it was very fitting and uh, showing lots of pictures, lots of WWE guys with him, lots of mm -hmm. other guys, independent guys, early stuff. Just a really good thing. And overall, I just want to say that this is one of the most touching tribute shows I've seen in a long time. You know, really well done. I would agree. I was in, I'm going to bring this up. Yeah. And I mean, this, and they came as close as I guess they could. And it was one of those things that, um, as the video tribute was starting in my head, I'm like, oh man, I hope for this one night that they will do this. And what I, what I would have liked to have seen, and again, I am not knocking it because it, it was a great video tribute. There's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's not, yeah. this is just simply what I was hoping for. Mm -hmm. um, just because of the universal love for, for Brody Lee, uh, you know, that we've seen over the past few days. Mm -hmm. And um, not just, I want to say this. I mean, he was, he was a big deal in AEW, but let's be honest. I mean, if he didn't have the run in WWE, yeah. he we wouldn't have been known. as right. So as the video was about to start, I, I was thinking like, man, it would have been, it'd be so cool if for this WWE actually let them use some of their footage. Yes. As like an yes. all, you know, like, and so, I mean, we didn't, we didn't get, you know, any, any video, like I would have, I would have loved to have seen something, you know, a couple of Luke Harper shots. I would have loved to have seen mm -hmm. like a discus clothesline with the Wyatts. I mean, essentially we saw that with the still photos, yeah. which was awesome. So again, yeah. not, not complaining, please. No, I agree I with you. I was hoping clear. that was going to happen. I was hoping yeah. that was going to happen too. To me, this would be one of those things is like an olive branch between companies. You know, if there was any reason for them to work together, even for something as like my, you know, minute, but you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's not a yeah. big talent trade or anything. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen a little bit of WWE footage in there. Mm -hmm. um, there like I said, the, the, the still picture, seeing all the WWE guys in there, you know, mm -hmm. at the forefront. Awesome. It was good, but that just, man, that would have been like the, the cherry on top for me for that video tribute. For me, it would have been, um, because of watching all the tributes coming in through the week, uh, if if I could have had one WWE wrestler that's currently signed just come out and be it, can you guys guess who I would have picked? Ray Wyatt? Nope. Oh. Who gave the biggest, best tribute in WWE? Seth I don't know if you guys read. No, it was um, Biggie. Biggie oh. put like about 10 posts in a row telling stories and uh, of them sharing things together and and just like it was just incredible you just read that and you knew that that dude hung out with him like they were friends yeah, yeah. you know yeah. um yeah i really me too i was wondering if there was going to be even just a, a shot or you know like a, a quick clip or two would have been beautiful yeah. um i get it i get why it didn't happen but i mean they let a lot of things i mean the stills you know they probably won't complain about the uh, about no, no one's gonna or yeah. stuff yeah. like that you know, so I'm sure there'll uh, be one or two fans that will online tomorrow. Oh, fans uh, are whatever. Internet's full of I mean, we, we, I mean, we, we got like the the Bludgeon Brothers tag team titles there, yeah. and yeah. you know, and so many other backstage. We got with the shot with just him and Seth, and then a bunch of the group shots. There's one with Drew McIntyre in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, hey, like I said, the the cherry on top for me of that would have yeah. been some actual video footage, but no complaints, no complaints. All right, so uh obviously we can't really rate this one it's sure we can yes we can all right andy what are you going to give this one 
uh, and I even said this, uh, I think either before the show, I messaged you guys or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, for the, for why it was done and all that, um, mm-hmm. sure. To me, this is probably one of, if not the best AEW Dynamite shows I have seen. Mm-hmm. Tribute or not, whatever. Uh, it, it was just, it was, it was a great show. Mm-hmm. And I am giving this show an A. An A? Elio? Yep, I I, I already uh, said the same in my mind. I'm giving the show an A. All right. Well, let's face it. This gave a really good chance. Tonight, uh, a lot of stories were thrown away. And instead, it was a chance for people to go out and shine. Mm -hmm. And in my way, in my mind, it was like each of the wrestlers tonight was trying to give their tribute. Pay respect. Yep. Respect through their talent and for what they did. Uh, so we got to see some surprising things tonight. We may not have seen John Silver get that much time. We may not have seen other guys get so much time. Yeah. But tonight, everyone was allowed to shine and do their stuff. And uh, it just came off as very good, positive, uh, so much heart. You know, I'd be an idiot if I didn't give it an A. Yeah. You know? Yes, yes, and you we, would. And we talked about this earlier. We talked, there's no way we can go in here and just pick apart a tribute show yeah I mean that's ridiculous I mean to be honest if me and Andy sat here yeah I'm sure and Elio, if we all just stared we could probably come up with a list like any other day of somebody doing something wrong something off foot something blah blah something doesn't make sense but that wasn't the point of tonight that wasn't the point of tonight tonight was a, a tribute to a, a very well-loved man who died way too early and a very tragic story. So, you know what? I have a few questions coming out of this that I want us to think about for the, the upcoming weeks and stuff. Um, how does this change uh, the, the Dark Order now? Does that mean, do they go back to business next week of being uh, the bad guys? Or do we take this goodwill now and make them this faction of maybe fun, misfit guys? I mean, that's doable. Or is this just a one night off thing and they go back to being the, the scary recruiters? Andy, what, what do you think is the best way to go with that? Oh, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, maybe that's the thing. Maybe right now uh, mm-hmm. this kind of gives them the opportunity to, to kind of have carte blanche to kind of do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. If they want to change it up, if, you know, they want to make it more of a, a babyface faction, cool. Uh you know, I'm I'm sure if we put your if we put our heads to it, there'd probably be some fun ways to do it. Even if somehow they still had, you know, some sort of like Brody Lee. Don't say uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, see, but what I, what I'm and I'm trying to think of the words to say yeah. this. Um, you know, it, it, not to say that Brody Lee is like the god, but it's almost like like the overseer. Like you know, you like they're gonna give their. He's still the you know, exalted one. He's still exactly. He's still the exalted one, and all hail the exalted one. And you know, they could still have you know evil uno or somebody could be the leader you know mm-hmm. and and it's still to to brody lee and and uh, as the exalted one and that's they don't even have to say brody lee they could just have the exalted one mm-hmm. uh you know you still you sell the merch you give a portion or whatever to the to the family mm-hmm. um at the same time you know i part of my old school mentality is business as usual mm-hmm. and the show must go on and they could continue on as a heel faction uh the saving grace for that is just because you know we don't have uh buildings full of fans 
Mm-hmm. So you know, even if they try to you know try to make them heels, you could push it and push it. They can push it a bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. I think right now they've kind of got a uh, I don't say a clean slate, but a bit, you know, like an open tab to kind of do try whatever they want. Okay. What do you think, Elio? So yeah, well, you you, you can't replace Billy Lee, but um, I think uh, what they could do is. Probably, probably bring a Rowan in to like kind of guide the this group. Okay. Um, in my mind, you know, sometimes I always like to pick up the scenarios. I've only have maybe under fifty percent success rate here, but my dream scenario here was that it actually fractures uh, the Dark Order to two lines. You know, on one half, I, in my mind, I have Colt Cabana, uh, ten. Uh, Anna Jay and someone else joining one side as the, the, the beloved Dark Order and Grayson, uh, Uno, and uh, who's the other, who's the Silver? kind of a mean guy? And, and oh. I would break up, I would put John Silver in with Cabana and I would put his partner, Alex Reynolds, well, in the ah, other side like and finally get him some, because obviously he's a tag team, he's always going to be second banana now. Yeah. And uh, John Silver doesn't really need a tag team, so why not give Reynolds his chance to shine? I think this would be a great time to break them up like that. Have Uno yeah, yeah. go back to directing the dark side. Have Cabana leading the dark, the light Ice. side of the light order. We call them the light order. I don't know. But then, <laughs> but then have that kind of dichotomy of like uh, remembering someone and breaking up the lines of where we go from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cool. Who knows? That might be interesting. Uh, anything else that came out of this? Uh, I guess we're going to have continuing stories. We we'll see with Taz and Cody. That faction is obviously going to go forward. Fights there. We we obviously have the acclaimed, and uh, which I'm wondering is more of a, a dark thing. Acclaimed in SCU. <laughs> should be, I'm wondering if that should more be on a dark since they don't really give those guys a lot of credit up on top. And the last thing I can say is um, Taya Conte. Yowza. Okay, anyways, that, is, <laughs> that has been a fun show. Uh, we, uh, I would say watch it, folks. It was really good. And, and Andy's right. I mean, this is some of the best wrestling I've seen in, in a while out of these guys. And it almost makes you wonder, how come they can't do that every week? Well, and this is, you know, to take away from you having a final word here, but um, okay. I, you know, to what I alluded to earlier, the, this is the the most uh, emotion and the most, I don't know if intensity is the right word, but like I said, it just seemed like pretty much everybody upped their game. You know, they took it up a couple notches and this is what they need to do week in, week out. Everybody yes. needs to be firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. and beyond. And I, and I think that, you know, they, they can do that. That makes things uh, more credible, more believable and, it just man it was it was just a, you know it was a pleasure to watch and I, and I really hope i can see more of that really and i really hope the ratings go up for this one too yes um, yes I hope a lot of people get to see this it's a good sample of what's out there all right well you know what folks we had a great time talking uh, wrestling with you this week uh tune in next week where we'll be back to our usual uh more topics to talk about and a, and a deeper more critical look but i grumpy, did you know, grumpy curmudgeonly we're all old, damn it. Uh, uh, you uh, wrestlers, get out of my ring. Um, <laughs> so uh, for Andy Anderson and that traitorous cur, Elio Canella, I'm the, legend, <laughs> I'm the legend T. James Logan, wishing you a great night. 